Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to take a look at the astrological energies from June 15th until June 22nd as we move through the end of Gemini season go across the solstice point, and the sun moves into Cancer. So over this next week, we'll be looking at the main energy signatures and what we are feeling and experiencing through the cosmic weather. This astrology podcast is released every Monday and Wednesday. And here in the Wednesday show, we talk about the weekly energies. And then in the Monday show, we have a specialty topic. And we also look at some of the deeper energies that we're moving through, especially at a soul level. I have been studying and practicing astrology for over 30 years now, and I prefer to look at Western tropical astrology, that is my specialty, and then examine it through the lens of spiritual growth, energetics, intuition, and our soul's journey. So I hope that there is a message in here that resonates with you and supports you on your journey. I hope there are insights here that click for you and awaken you to more of your own energy field, more of who you are in this lifetime, as well as connect you more fully and completely with your power, your light, and the beautiful choices that are available to you in this current timeline. As we look at these energies, the sun is moving through Gemini, and the sun is going to be active on June 16th, making a trine to Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, while also squaring Neptune in Pisces. And these are energies at 25 degrees. So there is a lot here that's working with the 25 degree point, because not only is that energy occurring on June 16th, but two days later on June 18th, Venus in Taurus will be at 25 degrees, and she's going to square Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, then sextile Neptune in Pisces. So we have a focal point of energy at 25 degrees, and this is going to activate more in your chart, especially if you have planets or points at that 25 degree point. I would even extend it to... 28 degrees. So between 25 to 28 degrees, there is a lot happening because not only do we have these aspects that I just described, but then the sun in Gemini is going to be quincunx, Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 28 degrees, and then Venus in Taurus makes a trine to Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 28 degrees. So these energies are very alive here, and it brings up the themes and evolution of the sun in Gemini and Venus in Taurus. So I want to examine this because the sun in Gemini, as it's completing its travels through this mutable air sign, is moving through the final degrees, which are typically a point of maturity, completion, and mastery. 
The sun in Gemini is how we think about information, what we're perceiving, what we're taking in. It's your own internal processing system of how you understand what's happening around you. It's also how we communicate and speak. There's also something here that's working directly with our throat chakra. And what I'm feeling is that first with the sun in Gemini, interacting with Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto from June 16th until June 19th, there is more information coming forward, being revealed that could be hard to grasp or understand. There's something here where the reprogramming of our perceptions is a big part of this week, where you could be missing information especially when the sun in Gemini squares Neptune and Pisces. There could be a sense of, I don't have the full story and I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to think about this. The mind could be struggling to connect some pieces, but the sun in Gemini trines Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, which makes something clear, which does bring in an element of certainty and stability around what you've learned, and perhaps the plans are coming together around where you're going, what you want next. This can simply be a new idea is taking shape, even when it feels like you're missing tidbits of information, you don't have all the details. In fact, it could feel like there's something you're sensing and you can't quite see it just yet. This has been an ongoing theme for us, by the way, as Saturn in Aquarius and Neptune in Pisces have been at the same degree point in their respective astrology signs, but they have very different levels of understanding, different themes, different intentions, and different consciousness. Saturn is very much our 3D reality, our physical world, what we need to take care of, the business we need to attend to, where our responsibilities and commitments lie. So the sun working favorably with this Saturn is giving us focus on what we need to do, what we need to organize, complete, bring together. And this is where you could feel like you have traction, traction on something in your 3D reality that previously felt stagnant or stuck. And that's because we had that Scorpio lunar eclipse back in May that also activated this same degree point of 25 degrees in your chart, where that lunar energy as well as the solar energy, were both squaring Saturn. So if you felt like something was really heavy, stagnant, stuck, you didn't know what to think, you didn't know a solution, you didn't know what to do next, this could be a week where next steps are revealed. There's finally motion, something clicks, something opens, and there's a direction to follow. At the same time, with the sun in Gemini squaring Neptune in Pisces, also at 25 degrees, there's a sense of more to come because Neptune is the 5D, the higher realms, what we can't see in the physical world, but we sense it, we feel it. And we've had some very big activations around our emotional needs, our emotional truths. And there could be things that you've been working through 
almost like layer by layer, moving through a process, uh, perhaps something big or significant came up for you around that Scorpio lunar eclipse. And over the past month, you've been moving through it. You've been realizing some things. Perhaps there's been more to work with in terms of your shadow or healing themes. But what it feels like is that we are now making progress in the 3D, but we sense that there's something else that hasn't revealed itself first. It hasn't come forward. And it's interesting because there's also this back and forth between masculine and feminine energies. So the sun in Gemini and Saturn in Aquarius are masculine. These are air signs. The sun is also a masculine energy. And we're looking at the business we need to attend to. How to organize chaos. If it's felt like things have been really big or overwhelming, you can have a sense of this is what I need to take care of and focus on. And that would be your masculine energies giving you that drive to focus, make some progress, get things done. But then it feels like a whole nother energy experience is happening with the feminine energies here. And that's where there can be confusion around trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, trying to decide what to trust. And I'm saying the word decide because that's a Gemini word where Gemini sees choices. Gemini sees possibilities. What do I choose? Do I choose the left or the right? Do I go up or down? And it's looking at where you're wanting to create a narrative, where you're wanting to put energy towards something. And that could be where you have felt stagnant, uncertain, or blocked. And then when you feel that way, perhaps it's easier to return to the 3D world or these masculine energies that say, okay, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't understand what's happening over there. I'm not sure about this, that, or the other thing. This is what I know for certain right now. This is what needs to be taken care of. So there could be something over this week where if you're feeling that confusion in one area, bring it back into what that sun in Gemini trining Saturn in Aquarius is supporting you with. Now, then we have Venus in Taurus entering the same conversation on June 18th. And what she's experiencing is that she's in her home sign of Taurus. This is where her energy is at its best. This is where she feels comfortable and strong in herself. She understands her value, what's worth her time and energy, what matters to her, what her priorities are. And she can even feel much more self-reliant and stable because of what she's moving through that has meaning to her. And so this is that feminine energy that is then going to square Saturn in Aquarius retrograde and then sextile Neptune in Pisces. And this feels like an interesting conversation where Venus squaring Saturn is a stop. It's something that needs more work. It's something that needs more effort. And Venus is known for making softer squares. So meaning she could be showing you what you want and Saturn is saying it's not time. Or she could be showing you what you desire, what you want to create, uh, even anything that gives you a sense of this is important to me. But that square from Saturn is a stop sign that asks you to look at 
this energy from a place of timing. And then Venus sextiling Neptune and Pisces, she redirects what she wants into the higher realms. And that's where she trusts. That's where she's like, okay, I get it. I understand. Divine timing. It isn't exactly the best time right now. I can trust that. I can relax into that. I don't have to push the river. So this Venus in Taurus is the feminine energy that's looking for something to take shape and take form, which is the domain of Saturn. But Saturn is saying not yet. Sorry, it's not here yet. And so Venus redirects to Neptune where she can trust that what she wants and what she needs is available to her, even if it's not showing up in the physical yet. So that's where there's this interesting, really interesting dance here between masculine and feminine energies within each of us, where you might feel like it's more comfortable to be in parts of your masculine at times, even as your feminine energy is going with the flow and trusting that even though she desires something, just because it's not here yet doesn't mean it's not coming. So keep that in mind, allow that to give yourself some peace, uh, perhaps to calm down anything that you're feeling overly attached to or where your expectations are going. Look at this as, okay, there's energies moving back and forth here between the 5D and the 3D, but also between the masculine and the feminine. And it could even be a little tricky to feel grounded at times especially if you're in any confusion, indecision, or uncertainty. So look at where you can take a step back from overworking the mind. It can be easier to go into the mental spinning. It can be easy to focus on the natural unconscious habits of the mind, especially because we have the sun in Gemini, And Mercury has now returned to Gemini as well, bringing in more of that active mental energy. Mercury will clear his shadow on June 18th and 19th, depending on where you're located. And this then brings a sense of new territory, new openings, new choices, new possibilities. Mercury being the stories the narratives we create based on the information that we have, but there's also something to be said about the information we don't have, what we don't know, and how we try to fill in the blanks or fill in the gaps or create a story even when there are certain holes or things we don't understand. So this is about being more mindful And yet this Mercury in Gemini is very adaptable and flexible and is willing to make changes as needed. So there's energy here that makes our minds very active and very alive, but we have to make sure to temper that at times, to not stay in the mind too long and to not detach from other parts of our energy that also hold messages. It's not just our brains that have information. Our bodies have information. Our intuitive sense has information. Our hearts, our emotional world, we're surrounded by all forms of information. But what are you taking in? What are you trusting? What are you giving 
significance too, because there's a sense here that as we are evolving and expanding, we are becoming much more aware of the messages we take in and the information we connect with. And that's what helps paint a fuller picture or a more complete understanding of something. And I feel like what we're also learning and actively practicing is integrating our intuition, integrating what we're trusting and feeling, even if we don't have specific data points around it yet. So know that part of what we're doing at this time is realizing there's a lot happening all around us as well as all within us, and we don't have to over-rely on the mind to figure it all out when we activate more of our energy field and trust it. Mercury in Gemini will sextile Jupiter in Aries at six degrees on June 20th. And this is usually a very active energy. There can be new starts, new projects, new ideas, things coming together. There's a quicker moving frequency with both Gemini and Aries. There's a sense of things that feel good, that are uplifting. Perhaps you get some positive news or something develops. Maybe if you are waiting on something thing that didn't come together during the Mercury retrograde phase, now around June 20th or so, there's information or possibilities that open up, they expand you, they connect to what you want. Jupiter and Aries bringing in a sense of this is who you are now. Are you ready to step into this, make plans? Uh, This can be good energy for making those travel plans, meeting up with friends, figuring out some things on the calendar. There is a sense of momentum here as we approach the solstice as well. Now, before we get to the solstice, we do have that sun in Gemini making a quincunx to Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 28 degrees. And a quincunx is where the energies are feeling off. They don't have much in common. It's like, where do I put this? I don't know what to do with this information. How does this fit into my life? So there could be something that the sun in Gemini reveals that maybe feels a little bit awkward, unclear. What do I say? What do I do with this? It can bring up more questions than answers. And it would also be a good time to be very intentional with your words, what you say, as well as what you don't say. And that could even be the best guidance for the Sun in Gemini, Quincunxing, Pluto, and Capricorn, where you don't have to tell the full story if you have a sense that it's not needed or if you're getting the idea that it's not going to be understood. Uh, There could be something here where you're talking to someone or giving them information. It doesn't connect. It doesn't land. So it might not be the best day for communications around June 19th, but then on June 20th, when Mercury and Gemini sextiles Jupiter and Aries at six degrees, that can be great news. That can be something inspiring, enthusiastic, uplifting. So that's good to keep in mind. Now we're also going to see Venus in Taurus trining Pluto in Capricorn retrograde at 28 degrees. And this is often a beneficial development where Pluto brings in the truth of a desire, something empowering, something magnetic, something that feels really solid and good. 
This is where you could have something that lifts you up. This is where the energies really support that feminine energy and development. There could be something here where you say yes. When Venus in Taurus trines Pluto in Capricorn, there could be a solid development, advancement, something coming through that is meant to take you forward or take you to a new level, a new place. So that is a wonderful energy to look at. That will be on June 20th and June 21st, right before the sun enters Cancer. Now, before we go into those themes of the sun entering Cancer, I do want to highlight again how rare it is right now that we have the three personal planets all in their home signs. And this is, in fact, the last week that we have this experience. We have Mars in Aries. Mercury in Gemini, Venus in Taurus, and then Venus will enter Gemini on June 22nd. So from now until June 22nd, all three personal planets are in their home turf. And again, very rare, very unusual when you consider the various retrograde cycles, the various orbits, the various timing of each planet's journey through every astrological sign. So there's something here that is in alignment that connects to your daily life because the personal planets are about how we move through our daily lives, their energies we feel through others and with other people, they're in our environment. So you could feel that there's some things that are syncing up, getting started, taking off, You could feel like there's things coming together and they're just flowing in. It's happening with ease. You could also feel like you're ready for something new to be initiated or to begin because that Mars in Aries wants to get the new adventure started. Then Venus in Taurus is aware of her value, what she's worth, what she wants. She's very grounded and clear in the value of her time. So what she says yes to and what she says no to. And then Mercury in Gemini has great ideas, is very smart, very inquisitive, very curious. So there's an energy here that I feel comes into alignment with our physical body as well as our chakra systems where that Mars energy is connected to the root chakra, Venus is connected to the heart chakra, and Mercury is connected to the throat chakra. And so you could feel like there's something moving through you physically or energetically that is also supporting what you need and want right now. And it also feels like this alignment is giving you a new understanding of what your energy needs. I'm feeling it too as some type of clearing, as some type of an alignment within where anything that's not in alignment, it's easy for it to fall away or fade away. It's easy to stay in alignment with what you want, what you really want, and not be distracted or taken off in other directions. Again, it feels like there's this very strong sense of clarity that we're meant to make the most of from now until June 22nd. So keep in mind that part of what happens as well when the personal planets are in their home signs is that they're just really comfortable. 
And again, things can feel easier. It can just happen and unfold in a very simple way. There's almost minimal effort involved. So if you can give yourself a break, if you can give yourself a chance to trust that as needed, or even allow those comfort zones to support you right now, that could feel very good. It could also feel like... Again, things just come together or show up more easily because they're tapped into the cosmic flow. Then on June 21st at 5.13 a.m., that's Eastern time, the sun enters Cancer, which is also the solstice point. That's the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere, winter solstice in the southern hemisphere. And the solstice is a turning point of light, a turning point of energies. Here in the northern hemisphere, it is the longest day of the year when we have the most light on the planet. And depending where you live in the Northern Hemisphere will depend on how much light you experience and have access to. And I remember when I lived in Paris, it was a wonderful celebration during the solstice. In fact, it's called Fête de la Musique, where the whole city is alive with different types of music in different arrondissements, in different neighborhoods. You would have all these concerts going on, all these different ways of enjoying the light, the music, the festivities. There were dance parties and all kinds of fun celebrations. I believe that this actually is a tradition that's expanded to more cities around the world. Of course, I don't know how it's shifted with COVID, but I just remember that Fête de la Musique was such a fun celebration for the summer solstice, for this expansive light, and for making the most of it with this type of celebration. And so that's a way to look at the solstice wherever you are, is that it is a day of expanding light, and how do you want to receive it? How do you want to welcome it in to your aura, your body, your consciousness? How do you want to open up to it? Because the sun emits different types of neutrinos all the time, different energy signatures, different light codes. So every solstice has a very different energy signature depending on what the sun is bringing our way. And the sun being very alive and dynamic and active and literally giving us life, bringing in a new life force. So that would be one way to work with the solstice wherever you are is to open up to receiving new life force, new support, new energetic downloads that will support you in your journey and whatever you're looking to grow and nourish next. And with this energetic shift, the sun enters Cancer, which is a cardinal water sign and signifies the beginning of the next season. Cancer is the first water sign in the zodiac, and it's associated with our first unconscious experiences of being taken care of of being nurtured and loved. It's our first energetic experiences of our feelings, of the feelings and energies of those around us. It connects to mother and motherhood energies. It connects to what we need to feel good in ourselves and to feel safe in the world. The sun in Cancer brings our attention into our heart space and what we're opening up to. 
Cancer is the time of the season when we start to grow, blossom, and bloom. And this is where we need the right environment to do so. And so it brings us back to home base. Cancer is about your family, those you live with, those in your immediate environment that you share energies with. Cancer brings you into an awareness of what you need in the world that emotionally connects with you, that feels good. And that is the case with the water signs is that we're tapping into our feelings, going with what we feel is best, moving into more of our intuition, the messages we're receiving, and basically, again, the energies that are coming in that aren't necessarily from the mind. So as we journey from Gemini into Cancer, the energy shifts from that mental focus and drops down more into the heart space, as well as more into the womb and the breasts and more of these parts of ourselves that are designed to grow life, that are designed to support life. And this makes cancer a very feminine energy. It taps it into more of what we need to feel connected to others as well as to feel comfort. So the sun moving into cancer activates more of our feelings, activates more of what we need in order to truly trust ourselves as well. One of the higher gifts of cancer is that we're learning to trust what we feel, to trust and honor those messages, to be aware of them. We're also aware of how our energy can seep out, how it can lack boundaries, and perhaps where we become caretakers to others, meaning we sense what they need, what they want, we're willing to give them support. Cancer is very caring, very empathetic, wants to be there for others and to support them in whatever they're going through. But this is where the cancer energy also needs to save that energy for itself, where you look at what you need to take care of your own energy. And also, of course, look at how you need to fill up your own cup before you can fill up another's cup. So cancer really wants connection. It really wants to understand more of what's happening at a personal level. This is where we can feel that it's easier to open up, where it's easier to be more honest with ourselves and with others around what's happening internally, where it could be that you're ready to have a certain conversation or you're ready to share more of yourself with someone. One of the gifts of cancer as well is that it can be courageously vulnerable. Cancer can go there. Cancer can open up and put your emotions on your sleeve. It can put things out there when you're feeling internal strength to do so. The other part of that equation is that cancer can be very self-protective, feel very defensive or fragile, and not be ready to open up, not be ready to share or express what's really happening within. And so this is part of what we navigate with the cancer energies is understanding how we can connect with others when it feels vulnerable when it feels like a risk, but also when it deepens a connection, when it brings in more authenticity, when it allows others to also see the truth of who you really are. Sometimes this cancer energy can be codependent, needy. Um, It can be smothering, almost like let me do everything for you as if someone is trying to be your mother. 
Um, there can be a lot of emotions as well. Sometimes that cancer energy doesn't understand that the emotions are so big and maybe it's too big for others to receive or maybe it's under misunderstood. And so this is where the cancer energy signature is looking to trust itself honor what it's feeling, but then establish the appropriate boundaries around who you trust, who you show up to, and how you open up vulnerably, how you basically reveal more of what you're really feeling and thinking, and honor that for yourself without needing others to be your caretaker either. Sometimes that cancer energy is looking for a mother, looking for a mother figure or looking for someone to take care of them. So this is where we are becoming more aware of our emotional world, our responsibility around that emotional world, how we tend to it, and also how we honor what we need in a way that supports our own energy. As we enter into cancer season, you also might feel ready for a break, ready for downtime, ready to relax after the busyness of Gemini season. And then when you apply this even to a calendar, it's when school gets out. Typically, it's when summer vacations happen, family reunions, gatherings, trips, vacations. There is a desire to enjoy life and to go for something that feels good, that just feels like it's true for you, it opens you up, and perhaps even relaxes you more into the flow of life. The lunar cycle also becomes more prominent when the sun is in Cancer, and that's because Cancer is ruled by the moon. So this is where we could feel more moody or sense that other people are more moody. Uh, This is where you want to be open to those ebbs and flows of what you're feeling, what you're sensing, and to trust it, you know, to allow that to be a truth that you accept instead of fight and also tune into more of your daily needs and your daily energy levels. So we will keep discussing these cancer themes as we move through cancer season, and we will also have the opportunities to develop truer connections with others based on what we're really feeling and sensing inside. So this can be a beautiful opportunity to develop and nourish particular relationships that have meaning to you, that feel good to you, that feel like home. Of course, this can also be in your home environment, people you live with, whether that is a partner, children, siblings, roommates. The sun in Cancer also brings our attention to everything in our home environments and what we're ready to change. You know, what needs new growth? What needs to move forward and advance? Because that's something that Cancer wants. It wants things to continue to develop and flourish. So there could be some things that you're realizing, especially in the Cancer areas of your natal chart, that you're ready for this energy to grow in new directions. And that will also be a strong theme with the upcoming Cancer New Moon. That's on June 28th. And we will talk about that more next week. I do have a video for you on YouTube going through the Cancer New Moon, which happens at seven degrees. Now, right after the solstice, we will see Venus enter Gemini. And as I said, this is then when she's the first personal planet that moves out of her home sign. She switches into Gemini gear. And this is always an interesting territory when the planets enter Gemini because it's where we've had ongoing retrogrades. 
with the personal planets. So back in April, May, June 2020, Venus was retrograde in Gemini. And there might be something that comes up over the next number of weeks that brings up something from that retrograde cycle that you're looking at how far you've come, what you've shifted in terms of your Venus desires and needs, things that you're thinking about in a new way, new areas of interest, new hobbies, new things that you want to enjoy or try could also come up at this time. But I feel like this Venus entering Gemini is also bringing your attention to what you've learned over the past two years since Venus went retrograde in Gemini. And then keep in mind that later on this year, Mars goes retrograde in Gemini. That will begin the end of October. So Mars will enter Gemini in August and then station retrograde at 25 degrees of Gemini, October 30th. And so this brings to my attention something very interesting about this week. The sun is at 25 degrees of Gemini, as I discussed at the beginning of the show. And the sun at this degree point is the same degree point of where Mars stations retrograde. So something about this week, specifically around June 15th to June 17th, is what will be reworked, further discussed, and reconsidered when Mars goes retrograde late October. So keep that in mind because here the sun is moving across 25 degrees of Gemini, trining Saturn, squaring Neptune, as I discussed earlier in the show. And then this is where Mars brings in typically action, ideas, momentum, plans, projects. But because there's a retrograde, there's things he's reworking, especially in Gemini, which is a sign of duality. So it's almost like whatever is in front of you this week probably will be reconsidered later on in the year. And I know that feels like a long ways away, right? Because now here we are the middle of June and we're talking about late October into November. But this is where we can consciously work with the cycles of energy, where plans are going to change. People will change their mind. You'll have new choices. There'll be new opportunities. All of these are the big themes with Mars and Gemini. But then when you have the sun highlighting the same energy point, it's basically giving you a heads up or a clue around what is going to change and shift in this part of your chart. So take a look at where you have, let's say, 25 degrees of Gemini, whichever house that is, is where things are going to continue to perhaps have a next version, a second draft, re-editing, reworking. You're going to look at it in a new way. You're going to take new actions. It's basically going to come back around later on in 2022. So for example, if there's something that you're deciding this week and you're like, I'm going to do the thing, and then you do the thing before late October, there could be something that comes back around that shows you a different way to do it, a new way to do it, to rework it, reconceptualize it, change it up, do something differently. Because keep in mind that Gemini is about choices. And so there's 
possibly two choices in front of you. And if you make one choice this week, later on in October, November, you could be drawn to the other choice or another direction or the next option. So just keep that in mind that there's something about this week that we will be revisiting and reworking through later on in the year. So this could be a week where you start to make progress on various ideas and things you've been contemplating. You could feel that there's movement, there's openings, there's things that are finally shifting. And you could also, again, have a sense of feeling that there's more to come, something's missing, you don't have the full story, and it's off in the other realms. It's off in the 5D, and there's something that maybe you want to stay open to it. And I'm getting that visual of don't put too much on your desk, meaning leave space for the unknown. Leave space for something new to enter. Leave space so that you're not at capacity, but that your energy has room for whatever is going to come in next in whatever ways, at whatever timeline that might be. It just feels like this is where it's important to honor what you're feeling and sensing about whatever is coming in or coming through, even if it's not here yet. And so maybe this just isn't on your desk. Maybe this is an area of your life, something you're wanting to manifest, something you're desiring, and you want room for it to show up or to manifest. So it's similar to any time we want to create something in our real world experience, we have to have space for it. We have to have room in our lives, room in our homes, room in the office, room in our energy fields for that next thing to come in and have space to be itself. So I'm feeling like, again, there's things here where look at what you can let go of, what you're clearing out, and basically don't pack your schedule too full or fill up your calendar or fill up your desk. There could be room here for more things to enter and come in, and you wanna make sure to have space for it And this is also what we're trusting as we continue to understand more of our energetic gifts and how we're really dialed in to more energies than ever before. On that note, I did a show for you on Monday, June 13th about multidimensional connections, about those that we feel and sense where we have a similar energetic frequency that can be like telepathy or intuitive messages, some kinds of transmissions coming through, and how that's part of our energetic and spiritual expansion, as well as humanity's evolution, that we're stepping into more of these gifts. We're owning them, believing them, trusting them, working with them, and doing so with a new level of responsibility. I'm going to have part two for you on this topic on Monday, June 20th, and I just want to give you a heads up that part of understanding this energy is that we're essentially trusting these connections, bringing them onto the planet, and as we do so, there's new responsibilities required. All spiritual gifts have responsibilities. We can't just assume we have carte blanche to do whatever we want with anything because we live on this planet where there are consequences, right? Where we can create karma. There is cause and effect. So Monday's show, I'm going to be a little bit more in the Saturn energy of a reality check, of really getting clear for yourself around how these connections 
actions perhaps work for you or how they don't work for you, the responsibility around them in terms of real world choices and real world lives, the understanding that we always need to be aware of what we're choosing and that we only have so much time on the planet. So how do you want to spend your time on the planet? in a way that supports your life, that supports your own real world experiences of relationships, of partnerships, of soulmates, of twin flames, divine counterparts, whatever term resonates with you. Because part of what I'm being guided to share is that even if it feels very romantic and dreamy and wonderful and fluffy, There's something about bringing the energy back to the planet to ground it in that requires us to be realistic and practical and to not stay lost on Neptune, to not stay lost in dreamland, also to not stay in a permanent wounding space, such as on Chiron. Uh, So these are very interesting energies to be aware of. They're designed to support us. They're designed to show us more of our own capabilities at this time, but they also require responsibility, maturity, and realistically assessing what you're choosing with these connections. And I also got the message, so just to share with you, that sometimes these connections are also why many people have been single for so long where they haven't been in relationships because they've been lost in these connections that haven't fully manifested or appeared in their real world life. And what spirit is showing me, what my guides are showing me is that yes, you have choice around how you move through your world and move through your life. You have choice around what you're creating here on this planet and in your own physical reality. But it's almost like, There's been this silent obsession with the twin flame or soulmate connections that have cut people off from other real world relationships. And so that is something that came through to just look at, is this connection really growing and serving you? Or is it perhaps hindering you from creating a connection with someone who is in your physical reality or wants to get to know you? And I feel like that message isn't really communicated enough in these energetic experiences. And then, of course, there are the divine counterparts who come together, beautifully co-create. They have the same mission or a shared purpose. There's things they're meant to do together because of their synergy. And it lights up like the energy just feels very natural. It feels like home. It just feels like it's a natural synergy, a natural collaboration. And in fact, I remember speaking to a woman four or five years ago now who very much knew that her twin flame was a part of her tribe. And she's literally a leader in a native population. And her twin flame, that was the term she was comfortable with, was also a leader of another native population. And part of their joint mission was to honor their elders, to educate the children and the other generations around the shared experiences that their cultures have been through, to bring more energy and life collectively into where they're living. And she said that when the two of them came together, it was just so natural. It was this really easy collaboration. And that's a beautiful example of how these energies line up 
but it required co-creation from both parties where both individuals wanted it, were on board, participating, contributing. It was reciprocal. There was shared responsibility and there was also an understanding that their joint efforts benefited even more people, especially within their culture and within their community than just one of them could have done on their own. So it was very beautiful to see them come together, to work together, and to see what essentially was merged and then birthed because of their union. So that is a beautiful example of how these energies are very real on the planet. But it feels like it has to be part of your reality, part of each person's desire to equally co-create. And there are some of these energies that are way out of balance. There are some of these energies where one person is off on their other journey and the other person is waiting and watching. So Monday's podcast is gonna talk more about this and just ask you to realistically assess these multidimensional connections that you're feeling or sensing, to be aware of it, to consciously work with it, and also to make the best decisions that empower you at this time on your journey. So I look forward to talking about that more with you on Monday, June 20th. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining me. You can find out more about my current offerings over at mollymccord.online. I am also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can listen to this podcast across all major podcast distributing channels. I'm wishing you a beautiful journey as we move across the solstice point and enter cancer season. I hope you feel that new life force of energy coming in to support you. And as always, I look forward to connecting with you again soon as we continue discussing these astrological energies. Thank you so much and I'll see you back here soon.